Welcome back to Purpose Driven in Christ. This message is entitled Freedom in Finances. So finances is something that everyone has to address. We all have finances that we have to manage and steward and it truly reveals our hearts. Finances can actually place a hold in our lives. It can interfere with our peace, our joy, freedom to do the things that God has called us to do. And we can truly be bound by finances if we allow the money, the love of money to rule us. And if we don't have purpose for why God has given us money and resources, we can find ourselves mismanaging it. When God gives us something, he wants us to be faithful with it. He wants us to be good stewards of it. This means making sure he is ordering our steps with what we do with our finances. God does not want us to be in a place of debt. He doesn't want us to be enslaved to owing people. And I know, unfortunately, things can happen. Oftentimes, people lose their jobs. They lose their homes. They have uh, major medical issues. And things happen, and it can become setbacks financially. And it can cause a domino effect of trying to move forward. And so... God wants to help us even in those situations when we have those setbacks. He wants us to get to a place where we're continuing to trust him. We're continuing to renew our minds and we are doing the specific things he tells us to do when it comes to our finances. And oftentimes it involves denying ourselves. And that's something that it can be challenging to do, especially when you're used to just getting what you want when you want it. But we want to be in in a place where we're waiting on his leading and that we are really thinking about the purpose behind what we buy so that we are not spending in a way in which we're causing unnecessary debt. So this is a scripture to just remind us on, remind us about God wanting us to be good stewards of our finances. Okay, so Luke 16, 10 through 13. If you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. And if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? And if you are not faithful with other people's things, why should you be trusted with things of your own? No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and and, and be enslaved to money. So right there at the end of at the end of this text, it's indicating we have to choose. We can't serve God and be enslaved to money. So we can clearly see how being enslaved to money 
impacts our ability to serve God. So this is an influence from our flesh, a desire that we, if we desire money and we have the spirit of mammoth and greed um, really leading us, we can find ourselves not serving God the way he has intended. This is why he's revealing there is an enslavement to money that's currently operating. We can subconsciously be enslaved to money because we want more, because we're in debt, because we, we want to have things we've never had at the expense of ongoing debt. So we have to think about why we do what we do. If we are truly seeking God as the source, we don't chase after money. We seek him first and he adds. That's how he wants us to do it. He indicated if we seek him first, he will add all the things that we need. Matthew 6, 31 through 33. So don't worry about these things saying, What will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows all of your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So this is how we should be following the money principle, like we should truly seek him. Seek him is whatever he's calling us to do with our finances. He is first when it comes to that. And then he will add. So if we're trying to be free in our finances, we need to seek him so that he tells us what to do with our finances. And oftentimes he's not going to encourage us to spend in a way that will cause us to be in debt and not have any resources to be a blessing to others. Now, this is why Romans 12, 2 applies to every area of our lives, our finances, our health, our peace, our joy, all of that. Romans 12, 2, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So even though we might look at the scripture only pertaining to just like maybe sinful acts and that type of thing, but this is anything. This could even be the way we spend money. Like in the past, think about like in the past when you didn't have, when you didn't know your purpose for living, when you didn't think anything about the future or even the right now, everything was about immediate gratification. And so spending was different. When you transform the way you think, when you renew your mind on the word of God, which is the scriptures, you start to filter purpose and spending and how the money is spent. So this is even going back to the scripture about being faithful with finances, being trustworthy, being diligent about how the money is spent, not loosely throwing the money away or um, uh, just, um, 
not being um, mindful of how it's being used, but really being diligent with how it's being used because we are stewarding God's money. So now this is a different mindset. This is God's money. So when it's God's money, we don't play around with his money. We're stewarding it for what he's calling us to do with it. And if we are struggling with pride, we will potentially have greed in our hearts. We will not be satisfied with what we have. We will complain. We'll consistently ask God for more. And this comes from the sin, the sinful desires within us. And so this is why God said you cannot serve both. You, you have to decide, I'm going to serve you, Lord. And when we decide that money doesn't manage us, we manage the money. We're stewarding what God has given us. And so we want to make sure we guard our hearts from even teaching that is focused on um, like consistent financial gain. We're not here for, for ourselves. We're here for God. So if we're hearing things that are making us more greedy and more self-consuming, um, we have to ask ourselves, is that the influence of God or is that the influence of the enemy? Because God just said, we can't serve two masters. We can't love money. It's the love of money that's the root to evil actions. Loving it so much causes one to not even serve God. And in that scripture, it indicates that. The love of money can have you enslaved to it. The love of money causes people to end friendships, to to end their marriages, to leave family. Um, The love of money um, causes people to to kill people. Um, It's just, the list goes on. And this is why our hearts have to be pure. We can't have greed and we can't have selfish gains and desires in our heart. We can't be at a place of always wanting to prove something to somebody else or to appear a certain way. We want to make sure our motives are pure unto the Lord as to why we want what we want. If we are really trying to be at a place of financial freedom, we should always seek wisdom. Proverbs 4, 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and in all you're getting, get understanding. That's Proverbs 4, 7. So wisdom will actually help us to know what to do in certain scenarios when it comes to our finances. And there's also an indication in Proverbs about how sometimes we can not have money or have lack financially, but want to appear as if we have riches. And then those who have money or wealth oftentimes do not want to appear that way. So in this scripture, Proverbs 13, 7, some who are poor pretend to be rich. Others who are rich pretend to be poor. So sometimes um, in the desire to want to have, even though there's major debt, there's major loans taken out, and there's not um, any overage, you know, it's literally really tight financially. If, if a person is pretending 
to be wealthy in that situation, you you want to really get to the the root of it, the heart of it. Are we really being a good steward of the finances or is this about image? And there's some people who have wealth who do not want to attract attention. They don't want anyone to know they have wealth. So they do everything very low key with their finances. So this is what the scripture is indicating. Some do this. And this goes back to the heart. Where does the security lie? Is it in the money or is it in the creator? Is it in our creator or in the money? So this is the difference. We don't want anything to enslave us. Okay, so being financially free allows you to do kingdom work without chasing money. When God gives us wisdom, he will show us exactly what to do with the finances where you can do those things and he allows the move of him to um, allow you to have the freedom to do what he's called you to do because he is the source he brings the resource so if you if like if we're seeking him first he adds it and I've noticed that in my own life in the past when I try to chase things and make things happen and do it in my timing I had so many mistakes so many errors and it was frustrating it was time consuming and I wasn't doing kingdom work my focus was on the money the focus on the focus was on obtaining the goal but not seeking him and I think a lot of times we think that faith means thinking about it 24 7 and just chasing it no that's not faith faith is movement believing in moving and allowing God to do the rest when we do it in his will and we allow him to do the rest it is so freeing and it's almost like things happen so much more smoothly without the effort and frustration and a lot of times it's without the time frame like literally God can cut the time frame for certain things when we seek him first he will add it he will add it according to his purpose and will and in his time frame. Some of the things when when we want to when we want to get into a place of financial freedom, we have to be okay with delayed gratification when it comes to our finances, which means if you're desiring to own something or to be able to afford something that you've never afforded, sometimes you have to just take a step back and deny yourselves for a season. For instance, this might look like downsizing. So if you're in, say like if you're renting um, uh, an apartment or a home and it's very pricey, maybe God is saying downsize by maybe renting a room from someone putting your items in storage and saving significantly. In order to do that, you have to get into a place of humility and denying yourself. So self-control is that part of denying yourself so that you're not wanting what you want when you want it like right away. Because sometimes those types of actions can cause financial issues, like having to have it right away. It has to be 
great and it has to be like this from the beginning. And a lot of times there are steps. When we take those steps, then we can truly invest the right way in the financial aspect. And that means maybe paying off debt sooner, being able to have more funds to put towards the things God has called you to do. So this is the important part of maybe delayed um, gratification of what you want, the self, the desires, and really thinking about what would what would be more wise. Another thing is truly deciding to start actively paying off debt, like aggressively. And so these are ways to get out of, um, you know, the enslavement to money is paying off debt and not always getting what you're qualified for. So say like if you're seeking out a loan and they said you're approved for 300000 but you know that you want to pay it off sooner and maybe God gives you wisdom to get something half that amount and he says, I'm just going to have you stay in here for a certain period of time and I want you to pay it in half the amount of time. So instead of getting what you're qualified for, you're getting half that amount and you're paying it off sooner. And guess what? God might say, I only want you to stay in that home for a few years and then move out and rent it. Now you have an investment property that's getting paid off by somebody else. God will give you wisdom to do things, but you have to delay that self, that immediate self gratification of saying, oh, I want this. I want the three bedrooms. I want the, you know, whatever the case is. Sometimes God says, let's start with small beginnings. And as you do it and deny yourself, it will slowly increase. Seek ye the kingdom of God. Seek him first in his righteousness and he will add. So in while seeking him, he gives a wisdom and he will show you what to do. But if if there's pride and the self of entitlement and that I have to have what I want right now, the desire to be free might be very delayed. Maybe the desire is more of image and status more than financial freedom. But those who are truly trying to live for God should want to be financially free. You should want to have um, investments or things that can grow without you having to work it. And this is the wisdom that God wants to give his children. But we have to have a surrendered heart. We have to to truly desire to want to be financially free. And that doesn't always look like the world will want it to look. The world will make it look like you have to have an image that you have money and be in debt. And that's what the financial institutions, they promote longer, longer um, terms on your loans so that they can get double the money when it's paid for. But if you get a smaller loan and a smaller term, they're only getting a fraction of that. So we don't want to be enslaved to lenders. We don't want to be enslaved to people financially. We want to be those who can give 
and those who could potentially purchase things in cash. And I know that's challenging to do because in some areas, things are very expensive. And to just have a a sum of cash at once to purchase, it's very challenging. But God can give you wisdom to say, hey, why don't you start in another area that is more affordable and start there and, and maybe let someone live there for a period of time and allow the gradual increase of, of real estate to increase the amount of that. And what you get from that, you can put it into something else. But we have to step back from thinking it has to be a certain way. It has to look a certain way. It has to be in a certain location. When we step out of our comfort zones and we truly want the things of God, we're not going to restrict him based on our preferences. We're going to say, God, whatever it is that you want me to do, I will do it to be in a place of financial freedom, free from debt, and free from the bondage of thinking about money and chasing money. God doesn't want us chasing money. He doesn't want us serving two. He wants us to serve him. In order to do that, we have to position ourselves and and truly search our hearts to ask ourselves, what are we truly seeking? We will have opportunities to spend more than we need to. And it can be a test, not for God to see what we're going to do, but to see what's truly in our hearts. It's the why we do what we do. And if we ask God, if we truly go to God and say, I want to be financially free, he might prompt you to do some things that your flesh doesn't want to do. And because of pride, a lot of times, unfortunately, we we take the direction that is not wise financially and we become enslaved to money. And when we're enslaved to money, we're not we're not oftentimes thinking about winning souls we're not thinking about discipling others we're not thinking about going into communities and praying with those who are oppressed we're really thinking about more money how to get out of this how to you know it it, it just it's like a domino effect this is why he said you cannot serve both you have to choose to follow him in all areas and he will show you what to do and the things that you truly want you'll You'll get it if it's according to his will and you don't have to chase it and you can be debt free. This is why he says to seek wisdom. But if we seek earthly desires, we will do everything backwards and then not see the fruit that he's called us to see. Financial freedom is so that we can be free to do the things he's called us to do and not being bound in our time and resources because we're doing it the world's way. God can supernaturally do things in a way that will speed up the process. So I'm just going to um, share another scripture about wealth, how we shouldn't really rely on wealth because it can come and go. So this is why our hope, our security should always be in God because wealth can come and go. So Proverbs 23, 4 through 5, don't wear yourself out trying to get rich. Be wise enough to know when to quit. 
In the blink of an eye, wealth disappears, for it will sprout wings and fly away like an eagle. So that's Proverbs 23, 4 through 5. Wealth can come and go. And for some people, their hearts have been tested with that. So financial freedom, it gets to the root of the heart. If we truly want to be free, we have to be willing to deny ourselves of what we want immediately. And for some people, it might be a a, a more challenging situation. You know, a lot of times people, um, you know, young adults, they're going into college and they need the finances. So you take out student loans and a lot of student loans have caused individuals to be in early debt before they even purchase a home or before they can even do anything else and it's taking a lot of their funds so God can still give you wisdom in those situations like if you're just starting school and you're getting a lot of loan money and you don't need all the money you can deny some of the money that happened to me early on I only needed a certain amount, but I was offered double. And it seemed odd to me, but that's how they did it. And I I returned the rest of the money because I didn't need it. I only took what I needed because I wanted to be a good steward of the money. And I did not want to owe more than I needed to owe because the goal is to pay it off. It's not to have a balance for the rest of my life. It was to pay it off. And so this is back to renewing the mind. Our goal is to pay stuff off sooner than later. And if we don't pay it off, our goal is for it to increase in a way where we can get something from it so it can be reinvested in something else. So I'm giving you an example. For for those who who do not plan on potentially paying off a a short-term investment home, Sometimes people hold it for a short short period of time and then they sell it. And so everything might not be paid off right away, but whenever we get something, we have to really think about what is the purpose behind this? What is the plan? Is the plan to be financially free? Is this an investment? What would God want you to do with this? Use wisdom in all that you do. Sometimes... It's not going to be comfortable when you're trying to take a step back to make a wise financial decision. But in the long run, it will be a a great move for the things of God. Because when he leads you, he knows what's ahead. He knows what's going to happen in the financial world. So this is why our, our journey is a faith walk. And if we want to be free financially, We have to put our trust in our identity in God and not money. He will show you exactly what to do. And for some people, God might be, if you're starting school, God might say, go to a junior college first. And the the cost might be less. And he might say, look at certain grants. And he might say, work while you're in school when you have the time to start paying off some of those loans. These are the types of things that God will tell us to do, but our flesh will say, oh no, I'm not doing all of that. And the flesh doesn't want to do a lot of extra stuff. The flesh wants immediate things and costly things. And this is why we have to really question what's leading us when we make those kind of decisions.
because there's going to have to be a lot of denying to get to the goal that God has called us to. Things don't happen overnight. There's a process. And if we can't wait, we're going to not see some of these things God is calling us to. So it's about using wisdom, denying ourselves, and making sure that God is at the center of our decisions. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for who you are. I thank you for giving us an opportunity to steward your money, Lord. I ask that you forgive us of anything we've done that indicated mismanagement or stewardship of your money, Lord. I ask that you forgive us of that and Lord, help us to just renew our minds and go forward with how we should use your money and how we should manage the money for your glory. Lord, we thank you for wisdom to do the things you called us to do so that we do not have to be enslaved to debt, but we can be at a place of being those who can give to others. Lord, we just thank you for helping us where we're at and giving us wisdom so that we can help others in the same situation because you do not want your children enslaved to money. You do not want us in a place of greed nor in a place of not being able to do the things you've called us to do because we are distracted by money. Lord, let your will be the most important thing in our lives so that everything else lines up that we don't put money over you, but we allow you to be first in our lives and all that we do. We give you the glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, you all, be encouraged and reminded that there is nothing impossible with God. <music>